Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Healthy Mind Matters, brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare on KSL News Radio. Thank you for joining me for Healthy Mind Matters. Today we are talking about the emotional well-being of children during the pandemic. With me is Dr. Annie Deming. She's a psychologist at Intermountain's Primary Children's Center for Counseling. Dr. Deming, talk for a second about what parents should think about when it comes to different age groups of children. Maybe some of the conversations about the pandemic look different depending on the age of your child. Yes, definitely. It's important to understand sort of the developmental level that your child is at um, when you're talking about different things. So with teenagers, certainly um, helping them ha- helping them learn how to be good stewards of communication and information and and you know get really accurate information you can you can have really pretty detailed conversations with your teenagers about what's going on um, and they have the ability for abstract thought and they can kind of think a little bit more um, deeply about about these issues so you know certainly having those lines of communication open with your teens is, is very important. With a middle school sort of level of, of kiddo, you know, it's it's important to be uh, slightly less detailed with some of the information and and slightly less nuanced. So kids, um, kind of middle school age, you know, they're they're not always able to kind of think in the abstract, and so being really specific and concrete with them is important. You know, this is what's going on. Kind of being very factual, I suppose, is is the best way to put that. And then elementary school age, um, especially on the younger side. Um, really giving them basic information um, is important uh, and answering their questions, but not giving them extra information. In our discussions, it comes back to me that I'm not very creative. Uh, when my children were young, um, the psychologist that was helping me with my oldest was uh, who had gone through um, some crisis with his dad having a car accident and it was really acting out really was talking to me about being more creative and finding different positive ways to talk to my child um, rather than reacting to him. I'm very reactionary, and I know there are a lot of parents like me out there. But how do we find that creativity and really addressing things in a more positive light with the very youngest children? Right. So with with young kids, you know, I think uh, a lot often comes out in play. And so one of the creative ways to start a conversation with your kiddo is sit down and play with them, you know, uh, with maybe action figures, with with boys who might be interested in that and um, dolls, you know, for for other kids. So 
you know, sitting down and kind of having a conversation through that play interaction can be really useful. And then sometimes as simple as, you know, going in the backyard and kicking a ball around and just, you know, kind of asking them, so how how is this going? You know, how are you feeling about things? Really that activity-based um, conversations, those can be pretty effective. Right. I've uh, You talked about having to cancel a birthday party for your young child. And I have seen some parents who truly have come up with some really creative and fun ways to celebrate that, seriously, I never would have come up with. And so I guess that's where I'm coming from. You know, if you can be more creative, kind of think out of the box, because we have our traditional ways of celebrating things. It really does make a difference. Right, it does. So uh, what we ended up doing is ordering her a bouncy house, and we put it in our front yard. And it was just our family who used it. Um, and we, you know, made sure that the particular company had good sanitation practices and everything. So we felt really confident about it. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I, that's not something I would have probably considered otherwise, um, for, for her birthday, at least that we were doing it alone. And, you know, we, as a family, we're doing lots of fun things, um, like we're building a treehouse in the backyard this summer, and um, we're doing a lot of baking, lots of cookies and, and muffins and things like that. So um, we do have to have that creativity to really get through this and, and really that positivity and that happy outlook, you know, even though things are hard, we can spend more time together and, and we can hang on to things that, that have been enjoyable. You know, I think this, this baking thing is turning into a tradition now. So, um, so we, we just are, are learning more about each other and more about how our family can actually work together. Do you think we've kind of gone back to the basics of what maybe our grandparents tried to do with us in baking cookies and doing more of those family activities when we didn't have our, all of our devices? Right. We are absolutely going back to basics. And, and I think it's it's a really positive thing. And, um, you know, as our as our quarantines have, have changed and, and, and have lifted in some ways, I think it's very important to hang on to those traditions that were started during quarantine and the things that worked for your family. Don't let go of that together time. You know, don't let go of some of that protected time with our own family, um, because that that just gives such a good foundation for kids to cope with with stress, you know, when they have that good foundation in their family system, it's such a positive thing for them. One thing I don't normally talk about with kids is exercise, but uh, how do physical activities really help their mental well-being? Right. It goes hand in hand. I mean, um, activity, exercise is so important, not only for their physical health, but their mental health and emotional well-being. Um, it's it's just not something that that we can sort of pull apart. It's it's all connected and all affects each other. And so, um, you know, implementing a, a nightly walk around the neighborhood or, um, you know, there's there's tons of exercise videos that kids enjoy, you know, on cable or, or online that you can find. So there's just so much uh, that we can do. And it, it will help uh, us as parents and the kids help, you know, cope with stress better. Talk about that evening discussion for those children that may have a hard time falling asleep. We're talking about young children here and maybe need a little bit of extra reassurance. What kind of conversation can a parent have with a child maybe as they're going to bed to make them feel safe? Right. So I think I think one of the main things is just reassuring them that they are taken care of and they they will be um, taken care of well, regardless of what happens. So they're loved. You know, I saying things like I just had a great day with you today. I'm so happy we got to spend that time together. Um, 
letting them know that they're safe. You know, our home is a safe place. We focus on keeping it a safe place for you. Um, and if something does happen, you know, if, if, if one of our kids, um, you know, does end up getting sick, just letting them know that you will be well taken care of by your doctors and your parents. We're all here to take care of you. When we come back, I'd like to focus on teenagers. We've talked a lot about young children, but the challenges faced by teenagers are much different. So we'll do that when we come back. And you're listening to Healthy Mind Matters on KSL News Radio.